Hi, I'm Keenan. And I'm Rachel. And this week on Part of Our World Podcast, we will be talking about everything Disney+. Plus. Yes, we'll be giving you our first impressions. We're going to be reviewing every original, whether it is a movie or a show or a short. Yep, all the original content that came out this opening week. So we'll give you our, our impressions on that as well. Yeah, and just offer kind of our opinion on stuff, maybe talk about some of the issues that we've had with it, and look ahead to the future of Disney+. Plus. So we're talking Disney Plus this week. I think that most of our listeners have probably... Taken the plunge? I think so. I mean, they had 10 million subscribers day one. Yeah, a lot more than they were planning on. Yeah. And, you know, part of that is Verizon Unlimited had the thing where you had to sign up for some amount of time, but you got a year for free. I think three years in advance. We did the D23 three-year-in-advance plan, which I think a lot of people did because it was such a great discount. And then um, Hulu but, was having the thing. Mm-hmm, you had the yeah. package. But I also, there were I saw quite a few people on Facebook saying things like, is Disney Plus worth it? What do you think? Or just got Disney Plus, so they made like a day one decision. Probably because all these people are talking about how great it is. So, yeah, and you really do get so much content. It covers so much ground with, I mean, at least for our demographic, it's like what we are watching anyway. So it just sort of makes sense. Yeah, we're, we're kind of the target audience for Disney Plus, I'd say. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah, so, okay, so first impressions then. I mean, you said it's pretty great. What makes it great? What do you think about it, Rachel? Well, like I said, you just have access to so much. I mean, um, like right away they give you like the out of the vault um you know, animated classics, Robin Hood's on there. Looking forward to watching that. Um, I mean, and then you just go to, you know, it has it broken up into different categories. So whether it's like new originals, shorts, mm-hmm. but also like the Marvel, classics. Star Wars, yeah. classics. But, I think they need more playlists. Yeah, they do. If you go like to the left on the sidebar, uh-huh. it breaks it up more. Is there like a Christmas one? I don't know if there's Christmas. So I think they just, and that's going to come with time and with more content having like curated lists for us. But yeah, there's a ton of content at launch. I am most excited, I think, about the fact that I can stream 4K for no additional charge, whereas other services charge extra for that. Yeah, that's definitely nice. And so you're getting all those Marvel movies, the new original content's all 4K, and it just... Looks really crisp. It's real nice. Mm-hmm. And is Endgame on there now already, or is it coming? Uh, I believe. I it saw is. something pop up that was like the biggest movie coming to Disney Plus, or maybe it's it now was Avengers on Endgame. Plus. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I actually have not delved into the Marvel stuff too much. Um, our son and I did watch the uh, title sequence for Guardians of the Galaxy two, just because he loves that <laughs> fight with that creature and Baby Groot's. Dancing yeah. around. Oh, and that's such a good 
Yeah, and we were kind of just testing the the quality of the app and all that stuff, and it seemed like a good thing to put mm-hmm. on to kind of make sure everything was working smoothly. But other than that, I haven't really looked into it, so not really sure if Endgame is on there or not. I do plan on watching it when it is. Yeah, but it I shouldn't do know, be long if it's not. Well, I do know that some franchises are tied up in the whole Netflix has it, and I think Showtime. So I don't know if you've noticed the like advertising uh, for Showtime. Actually, I don't think I've seen it on the app, although I'm sure it's there somewhere. But on the website, it definitely says like this little thing about you can subscribe to Showtime by clicking here or whatever. And I, I heard that that's because they had this deal with Showtime and Disney said, hey, we really want that content. So we'll put a little advert on here for Showtime so that we can both stream it. But yeah, I don't think we'll be getting through the content all of it anytime soon and you know they're just going to keep releasing more and i haven't even really touched the um, national geographic stuff yet but i'm actually pretty there were some um it looked like there's gonna be some good documentaries on there that i definitely want to check out oh yeah in 4k in 4k yeah Yeah. so that's like that's a that's a good thing for sure yeah i will say that I know that there's a delay between when a movie comes out in Blu-ray and when we're going to get it on Disney+. Plus. For instance, The Lion King CGI remake that just came out this past summer is not on there. But I will be hard-pressed, I think, to buy a Disney Blu-ray again. Yeah. If it's I wonder all how be on they'll there. still make money on their right. DVDs and Blu-rays. Yeah. I mean, part of it is, I mean... We were talking with my sister last night, and she's like, I still have to have the blue. Like, I have to have it when it comes out. So yeah, there are there's people some like people. that, and there are collectors. Right. And we're, we've never really been big on the, like, having to have. We we have a collection of Blu-rays and stuff, but, you know. Never felt the need to, to collect them. Okay, yeah. So my my first impressions are pretty high. I mean, we are going to talk about some issues with the app itself, mm-hmm. which I think it's it's fairly buggy. It's new and it's kind of expected. But aside from those like technical issues and maybe a few shows that I would like to see that didn't make the cut quite yet, other than that, I'm, I'm definitely impressed. Mm-hmm. And I think a big reason why I'm so impressed is the opening launch titles. I think are pretty good. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about those. So when you say opening launch titles, you're talking about the original things that. Yes, I should I should clarify there because any title that's on oh, launch day would be considered an opening launch title. But no, yes, I mean the original content that came out day one. Yeah. Which is what we're going to be reviewing. So we yeah, watched it all. You, yeah, we, we wanted to make sure we watched at least an episode of every mm-hmm. original thing that they threw out on that first launch right and some of them we've seen a couple episodes of yeah so we'll just make our way down our list first up we have um world according to jeff goldblum so no no particular order here by the way yeah this isn't ranked or anything this is just we have a list and this is the first thing on it we just went to the app and wrote down yeah different shows so world according to jeff goldblum i think this was a pretty pleasant surprise for me I think Jeff Goldblum's a really interesting, charismatic person. And I think they just had a really clever idea. I saw a tweet that said, 
um, it was like National Geographic and, and it was something a couple years ago, maybe, maybe more than a couple years ago where somebody had said like National Geographic's doing a documentary with Jeff Goldblum. And somebody was like, is that, was this the world according to Jeff Goldblum? And I bet it is because it really has that like edutainment, like yeah. docu-series feel to it, like a, um, Anthony Bourdain or, right. You know, like parts unknown, that sort of stuff. Like it has that feel to it. And I think somebody was just like, you know, it would be cool to just look at random stuff. And Jeff like Goldblum. Share their thoughts and like <laughs> yeah. train of thought on things. And it's so funny. Yeah, it's like you hear his music. You know how he kind of talks out loud and processes through uh-huh. an idea and stuff. And it's so Jeff Goldblum and, you know, various characters that he plays. But I'm trying to think of the one in particular. That- Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park. I guess so. Yeah, where he's just kind of spouting off like whatever's in his brain and kind of. Uh, well, he's like that in a lot of movies. Yeah. He's like that, like in an Independence Day as well. Right. So, so anyway, it's just very. I don't know. It's just enjoyable to watch, and we. I only watched the sneakers, the first episode. I but know, and I've heard the ice cream one is better. Really? Well, I liked what I. I mean, it's like I like the different samplings of the kind of like the experts that they're bringing in, yeah. and they do a good job of kind of looking at the different facets of this mm-hmm. random thing that he's looking at i care really... zero about sneakers yeah but i was very intrigued by what was going on in the show yeah so i mean yeah and just they just do like cool stuff and i mean that, that shouldn't be unusual if you've seen good quality shows like pbs might do or um you know things of that sort i guess what i'm saying is it's not original in the sense that they're not doing something like new and totally innovative with having somebody go and look at obscure, interesting things and provide commentary on it. It is solely the fact that it is, I mean, it's beautifully shot and all that, but the fact that it is Jeff Goldblum is what makes the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So bizarre singing his little ditties and Mm -hmm. getting intimate with people. And like, you can tell it kind of makes people uncomfortable, like just getting all up and close and personal with them. And yeah, that's good. It's good. It's definitely enjoyable, and I will be watching probably all of them, I would guess. So I would give that a a 90%. Oh, I didn't. I, I guess we are reviewing, but I didn't. I wasn't prepared to give a score. I, me either. That's just what came in my mind. Yeah, I'm going to do out of five. Okay. I don't know why. Just for TV shows, it makes more sense to me, and I would give it a four out of five. All right. Which is pretty good. But I know, like, by percentages, that's 80%. Four out of five is pretty good. Okay. Next down the list, we have Imagineering Story. Yeah. Which we have only watched the first episode of this one as well. Yeah, sadly. I think that just because they're longer, they're an hour. Yeah, so we haven't found a good chunk of time to just watch all of them. Mm-hmm. But there's only two out so far, I believe. And I cannot wait to watch the second one. Yeah. I feel like with the first one, to some extent, if you're a big fan of Disney, there's not a lot of new content per se, but there are, I'm sure, images that that we just haven't seen before and just the way they present it, the story that they're telling. I mean, this is one of those shows that I am not going to be able to get enough of when it's all said and done. Just, I just love discovering more about Walt and his creative genius, um, 
that kind of sparked everything, but even more so I'm looking forward to seeing how things evolved over time. And then once he was gone, which I think what, that's what episode two yeah, is about, according to the synopsis. Yeah, that, what would Walt do? Yeah, that he's he's gone and, and what happens as a result. And so I, I'm just really looking forward to seeing, you know, the creation of of Epcot and and hopefully I don't I don't know what the 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 duration of this is um where they plan on taking it how long they plan on running it or I know originally it was supposed to be a movie and then they said we have too much stuff we're going to make it into a show but I I really hope that it's one of those shows that they really bring it up to present day and then keep doesn't have to be as periodic as it might be right now once a week or whatever but that you know, every quarter or so we get some new, oh, like here's Alani and how they designed that yeah. resort, you know, stuff like that. That would be cool. And I mean, it would be, it would kind of bring it full circle because in that first episode they talk about how, you know, they had that deal with, I don't know if it was, what channel it was, but where Walt was, you know, coming on. He had a TV show where he's basically yeah. promoting Disneyland. I, well, I want to say it was ABC. That's what I was going to say. Um, you know, and just saying everything that's going to go on and, you know, really promoting it, which was like totally a win situation for him. But like, it would be cool in that same vein to be like, and this is what you can experience now and all the thought that went into it. And this is like why we're doing this and how we're doing this and different things. And for Disney geeks like us, that's, of course, very fascinating. Yeah, I have a feeling this show is going to come to an end, and I'm going to say, I want more. So, All right. yeah. Got a rating for this one? Mm, not yet. Okay. I don't know. I would probably also give this one a four out of five, but I think it has the potential to be a five out of five. That's show what I was going to say, like, because this first episode, there wasn't much new information. It's like the same as other documentaries right, we've that watched. Right, we've seen. Yeah. Um, so. That's why I said nice. Still yet. great, beautifully shot, all that good stuff. Yeah, it's some... super interesting. Yeah. So, all right. Marvel Hero Project is the next one on the list. Yeah, so this one is where they take children who are doing incredible things, making a difference in their community, and they just kind of, it's another documentary, and they kind of show what they're up to and what they're accomplishing. And then we only watched the first episode of this. I don't know if every episode does this, but I'm guessing they do at the end of the episode. Spoiler. They, the, the young girl in the first episode, they make her like a comic book superhero and like make her own comic. And that seems to be kind of the, what the show's about. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't too impressed with this one. I mean, it was a cool story. And I, one thing I, I will say I really appreciate it is I was watching it with my son and he loves all sorts of, I don't want to say junky TV shows, but just shows without a substance. He's just being entertained. Yeah. And this first episode, it really was about this girl who was missing part of her arm and kept focusing on how being different is unique and special and it's a good thing. And I've learned to thrive and then she wants to turn around and help other people and make them feel proud of their uh i forget what they called it like limb differences or whatever it is mm-hmm. this was a very uplifting message and i and i the whole time i'm thinking like yeah this yeah, is really good, good for want. my son to be kind of learning yeah how the world works and how i would want him to treat other people so i really do appreciate that i will watch future episodes but it's not one that i'm like chomping at the bit to go see the next one yeah so two out of five 
two or five. Okay. Yeah, it was just fine. Okay. All right. Next, we have Lady and the Tramp. Okay, so this one's a movie. The live action Lady and the Tramp movie. Yeah, with real dogs. Yeah. And they, you know, CGI it so like their mouths actually move. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's not like Homeward Bound in that like it's just the animal. Mm-hmm. And like it's their, you know, they're having telekinesis communications. Yeah, no, like, they actually, actually make speaking. their mouths move and stuff. So beautiful film. Yeah. Like the, I loved the setting and... You know, it's kind of a period piece, so to speak, where they're in, what, 1906 or whatever, Savannah. So, turn of the century, and um, it's the Lady and the Tramp story. It's been eons since I've seen it, so I don't know how closely it followed the original, but I mean, I the, the spaghetti scene was in For there. <laughs> intents and purposes. Yeah, it was pretty good. I didn't love the voice acting of... Um, lady i didn't think she was like innocent like and... Tessa thompson well that's valkyrie right yeah i liked her in her human role yeah but as the dog as the dog i just felt like you need someone more kind of naive and like she was kind of more of a press which lady is but she's mm-hmm. like kind of like naive to the yeah idea. i'll give you that so um so it wasn't my favorite but I, you know i'm i'm picky about those things yeah so. and it's really hard for them to do these live actions and emote in the same way you would animation. I mean, the the animation is so good at expressing, and this right. was a huge flaw of The Lion King. It looked incredible, but you just don't get that same connection with these characters because it's yeah. a little, little uncanny valley almost, you know? I wonder if maybe they should have done it like Homeward Bound where, you know, they don't make the mouths move. And so you just get the voice expression. Maybe. And then you can kind of fill in the gaps with your imagination. Maybe. Maybe. I know. I know kids really like this one. Yeah. You know, I mean, talking dogs are super cool. Yeah. Like Cedric really likes our kid. He likes them. You know, those buddy movies like Space Buddies and Santa Buddies with those like talking dogs and their mouths move and it looks ridiculous, so ridiculous. But anyways you know it's an, it was it's an enjoyable time and it's cute and um yeah. it's fine i think it was again you know for it being a launch original yeah and i know that they plan on doing other live action i don't we can't really use the term straight to dvd anymore but straight to streaming um that's about the quality that i would expect from these and it was pretty Pretty yeah, good. as far as quality goes, it is good quality. Yeah, and for a non-theatrical release. I, if yeah. I had gone to see that in theaters, I would have been like, Eesh. Yeah. You know. But, I mean, you know, Lady and the Tramp is a beloved movie, but it's not, at least for me, you know, it's not one of those, like, where they have to get it right, right. kind of thing, you know. But, and again, it's been years since I've seen it, but I thought, like, the spaghetti scene... Tony's, yeah, I really like. I that thought they scene. did that really well. Yeah, it was real cute. So they did some lyric changing, which you know. Yeah, and I we didn't say spoilers. With. We should have prefaced this entire episode with, "If you have not seen this stuff, you, I'm sure you already get it. Don't listen to us because we're not, we're not holding back. We are, yeah, full on. I mean, but again, Lady in the Tramp is a movie that has been out. Yeah, for... but once you start talking about like, oh, here's how this was different from yeah. the original stuff, that is 
quote unquote spoiler territory. True. But please go ahead because we're not worried about spoilers. I forgot what I was saying though. What was I saying? Uh, Like music changes? Oh, they changed some lyrics. Well, uh, yeah, the Siamese cats. Right. So they made those. Not Siamese. More PC. Not racist. Yeah. So that's. That's good. They, they should, their they own, should they make had, changes like yeah, that. Yeah, they did a song, right? They did have yeah. a song. And it was, I mean, less memorable. Um, but not even the cats themselves were Siamese, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. The scene was fun. The song sure. not memorable, but like them tearing up the house was... Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. It was, you know, it's cute, like we said. It's nothing, like for a 30-something, it does blow me away or make me feel amazing things, but it's fine. But... um the he's a tramp song there's mm-hmm. some changes to it oh. so they they make it less so in the animated it's like the dog singing that song it like it's like she and the tramp have like a romantic past and he like has this reputation oh, Janelle for kind of, dog yeah so the tramp has a, a reputation of being a tramp a male tramp and like kind of i thought a tramp was like a beggar it is but also he was you know it's a player. A player. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like what the song is about. And this one's kind of like, he's a loner. He's out for himself, but we love uh-huh. him. And they say, we love him. But she's like, in but the I love also, him. but I love him. Yeah. Mm. So anyways, neither here nor there for most people. For me, it was noticeable. But I really loved the animation of the Janelle Monet dog. Uh-huh. I should know her name. I'm sorry that I can't think of it right now. Yeah. I mean, that, but that's the thing is it's not a super memorable movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, and that. The dog catcher in his name, I think his name was dog catcher. So that's a bad example. But yeah. But anyway, you know, and it's not I don't plan on revisiting it a bunch. But um, like I said, I mean, cinematography was pretty great and it's just enjoyable to watch. I did find it funny that people were really kind of heavy handed with the criticism about the interracial marriage. Did you see any of this? Um, Yes. So. I'm on like a Disney, you know, Facebook group and people had their opinions of that. And you and I talked about this a little bit, um, where it's just kind of for us, you know, kind of a non-issue. It's like, yes, it's not likely that there'd be interracial marriage at that time and place, but like like, also who cares? It's, it's, (laughs) and see, this is the thing about art that I, people are like super critical about. It is not a period piece in the sense that it is supposed to be an accurate representation of turn of the century Savannah, Georgia. I don't even think it said that at any point. Like, well, here's the setting. Yeah. You know, but like art should always be a product of the time that it's created in, even if it's representing a a period in the past. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like we're looking at it through this different lens. And so the fact that, we are pl- applying 2019 principles and values to a period where they did not have those is completely irrelevant. Yeah. Unless you're trying to be historically accurate, which they're not. It's a movie with talking dogs. You right. know? Right. So it's like, don't take it too. If anything, I'd applaud it. Like, right. you know? No, it's funny. People are kind of all over the board as far as like people's reactions on this movie on this Facebook group. I mean, I'm not going to say names because they didn't ask to be on the show, but this is just a thread I was reading. I just thought it was funny that like I read four yeah, comments not, in a row. Let's not out people with their yeah. hot takes. 
It's not the confessions the one episode. Is, I was not impressed. I'm tired of stuff being shoved at me and history being changed. It's wrong. We learn from history. This is all one sentence, by the way. We learn from history and the lady and the original lady in the tramp was perfect. Why is Disney caving to the easily offended? So you have See, that. But they are they are jumping to conclusions that Disney did this because people were offended with the racial undertones in the first one. And so they're trying to remedy that. And who knows? Maybe they were. But, like, that is kind of an illogical conclusion to jump to. Right. And then the next person says, it was good. Move on, you dinosaurs. <laughs> and then another person says, I liked it better than the Lion King live action. And then someone else says, what Lady in the Tramp live action? So you have it all over the place. <laughs> this is all, like, boom, 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 boom in a row. I love the last one. <laughs> so, I didn't know that was a thing. There you go. Yeah. Didn't like it better than Lion King. Nah, it's just no. less epic. So it's you know, there's less. And there. I had tons to critique about the Lion King, but that's because it, to me, beloved classic yeah. of my childhood, Lady and the Tramp. I'm like, ah, cool. And you know, they're doing Peter Pan. I'm trying to think what else they're doing, but I'm like, whatever. They're gonna do them. Bring it on. Just be, just do something cool with it. And I like what they did with this. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Three out of five. Sure, I'll give it a seventy. Okay. Mm, maybe. All right, next on our list, High School Musical, the musical, the series. All right. So this for me is my sleeper pick, the dark horse, Ah. the hidden gem. Zero interest in High School Musical. I had watched the trailer and thought, oh, that's funny. They're kind of making fun of the fact of High School Musical. Like it's it's meta humor. Okay, maybe that'd be kind of funny. But haven't seen High School Musical other than like, a few scenes mm-hmm. um, when I taught middle school the they wanted to watch it for like our movie day or whatever. And I, so it was on in the background. I wasn't locked in or anything. Just, yeah. So I'm aware of its existence and kind of the general plot of the movie. But this was not one that I really was anticipating wanting to watch, let alone enjoying. But like after two episodes, I'm on board. Yeah. Keenan loves it. I'm on. I'm, on. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. This is one I probably can't watch by myself anymore. No. No, I'm with uh, Janillo from Dillo's Disney Park Thursday. She tweeted about how, same thing, after two episodes, having no experience watching High School Musical. You're for it. And, okay, so here's the thing. There is a ton of cheesy high school drama. The acting is subpar. Yeah. But I told you this last night, Rachel, when we were watching this. The thing that has me hooked is the music. Yeah, I so like the songs and I like, I, yeah, and I like what they're doing with them. I like how they're working them into the show. Mm-hmm. So it made me, I never watched Glee, but it made me realize watching this, I'm like, I probably would have liked the first couple of seasons of Glee. Glee was good. Yeah. And this is sort of reminiscent, not as much yet. I don't know if there'll be bigger numbers, but yeah, I think it's enjoyable. Oh, I, I hope so. Like, I like, I'm, I'm for it. Please we got it. We got to have yeah, big numbers. They, they are, will. They're is... going to put on the musical. So right. Well, I mean, big original numbers. But yeah, the the you know the whole plot and like the teenage drama and angst and the relationship woes. It's like real laid it's on a thick. Silly and contrived. Yeah. And it's just like like that's all the plot is really, at least so far. It's like about you know these two teens who you know love triangle blah 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 and I'm like okay i'm a little bit over it and i don't actually care that's how see I but here's the thing 
I think part of what makes it so funny is I think they're aware of how like laid on thick that is and kind of how lame it is that they it's a, a lot of it is very much like making fun of those tropes. And I think that's because their target audience is people who liked the original high school musical mm-hmm. who are no longer high school students, you know? Yeah, but I do think high schoolers would like the show. Sure, sure. But I think that they're really shooting for those, I don't know what they would be at this point, my former middle school students, so 19, 20-year-olds. Or in, and older. And like older. When I did student teaching, I had... Okay, so there you go. Kids that... Yeah, that so like, like... That's when it so came So like out. early to mid-20s or whatever. Mm-hmm. 20s. We'll say 20-somethings. So they're aware that it... They're aware that it's not good in that sense and that's part of what makes it good some of the jokes miss but so many of them i think i think yeah you're hit. like laughing out like keenan really likes the show <laughs> i like it five out of five. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding uh because of the not so great acting and the cheesy plot i will give it a four out of five yeah i probably get like a 79 percent 80. A big fan. I I'm going to keep watching. Just... I hope it doesn't let me down. Yeah. Well, let's hope not. So speaking of musicals, next on our list, we have Encore. Mm-hmm. And. Hosted watched... by Kristen Bell. Yeah. So we've watched the first episode of this one. Yeah. And I really like this show. I thought it was really enjoyable. I'm kind of like, I wouldn't consider myself a theater nerd, but I'm like borderline. Because I would never was in a musical, but I really miss my calling there. You really wish that you would have <laughs> yeah. been in musicals. So, yeah. So, especially to the a viewer that was in, like, high school theater, um, it's just great. And I think it's like everyone would love to have a, an encore performance of their, those heydays where they were kind of. Oh, yeah. The concept is cool. This was actually one I was really looking forward to prior to launch. Surprisingly, it was just kind of one that caught my attention. I was like, oh, I'm really looking forward to that. I was a bit underwhelmed at first, especially like we started watching it. And I'm like, eh, I don't know how much I care about this. But then the moment that they sang. Right. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> like awful. I was like, oh. This will be interesting. Okay, let's see how they handle this. And yeah. still by the end of it, I was like, Okay, it's fine. I'm not like in love with it, but it's cute. Yeah, I wanna so I can watch this one without you. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm not not hooked You're on not this one. Out. I do want to watch it, but it's not something that I'll hold my breath and I won't hold it against you if you watch it without me. Yeah. So I like this one. Make me want to um get into community theater. <laughs> yeah, she legit has started looking into yeah, community theater. Yeah, and I can't theater. find very much. But I mean it's the thing is, you got to catch a big bake, big bake. Oh my gosh, my I can't big talk. Break somehow here in Ohio. <laughs> Tried to do my 1920s radio so, broadcast voice and just tripped shouldn't. over my own tongue. This is why I don't do theater. I have phenomenal podcast. acting skills. That's voice acting to, in spades. Right. But I just, you know, would forget my lines. I'd stumble over my words. I'm. I have no acting skills. I would have fun doing it. Yeah. I could improv. Mm-hmm. You'd be good in some regard, not for any of the reasons you just said because none, none of those are true. But anyways. <laughs> and I can sing. That's Boy, also can not I sing? True. 
You ever see me um, do karaoke? That's true. You can perform. <laughs> you can't sing. There's a difference. Anyway, it's very enjoyable. And, uh, yeah. I guess you should watch that one. <laughs> I give it a four out of five. Well, or a 85%. Yeah. I'd probably say two and a half out of five. The thing is, I mean, you said it's enjoyable. I, I think that's part of what I love about Disney Plus so far is they're all enjoyable. I don't really plan on going back to Marvel Hero Project, but if somebody put it on, I'd watch it and enjoy it. You know? Yeah. The only one I truly did not enjoy and have zero interest in watching again is Pixar in real life. I, I, you know, and if, please, if I'm wrong here and episode two is somehow actually entertaining, let me know. But episode one was they have the inside out emotion board in a park and they hired actors to stand in the middle of this plaza and people walk up and they start messing with the board and they hit a button and then they act out. Yeah. And it was like not good. Not good. It was just like, what is this? I'm and it really seems so staged. Like the people who were even pushing the buttons, it seems like. like oh, she's sad now. Right. Oh, look. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look. They're acting angry. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I'm like kind of surprised they How went ahead and released that. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes you can just like have an idea and it doesn't work out and maybe just don't do the idea anymore. Just call it's it. Like a, it's like... Okay, not bad in quality, but bad in like idea. Yeah, YouTube concept. It's like a bad YouTube. Yeah. Where you just like watch I'd watch it. it be like, I'd watch it for a minute on YouTube and be like, next. This is dumb. Yeah. yeah. So sorry. Maybe so, I'll check out the next one just yeah. to make sure. But first impressions on that one, no good. Zero out of five. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> so we got that out of the way. But but really, and I, I full disclosure, I have not seen Disney Family Sundays. You did watch it. Yes. But it's got to be more interesting than Pixar Real Life. Eh. <laughs> All right. Kind of Tell us about it, and then, and then we'll go on to the to other ones that we actually did enjoy. So we'll, we'll end on some high notes. Yeah, here. I only watched the. They made like a Dumbo tent, and it was like it's just like five minutes long. So it's like I didn't waste too much of my time, which that's like the only th- good thing about it. I mean, and like they call this family on there, this girl who I'm assuming like the host, a woman not a girl but she's like showing people how to do like a disney inspired craft so they made like a dumbo tent but it's like all they did in it was like have a a pre-made tent and just (laughs) glue like hot glue like circus type uh, decorations decorations on it Hmm. and you know they're like they're like kind of interviewing like what do you like to do and like talking to the family and stuff or like okay. what's your favorite scene in Dumbo and they're like um when he flies yeah just I like, was gonna say when he flies yeah so I don't know it was very just another like bad YouTube video <laughs> all right so let me ask this do you actually learn how to make anything um they tell you that all the materials and the supplies okay and like I you know they they do the thing they show you doing it they show Sorry, they showed the You're being very specific it. here with your language. I know. I was kind of started. Anyways, they show the family completing the craft 
and then at the end they break it down a little bit like these are the supplies you need and like list okay. them off and this is what you need to do so at least with that one there's some reward for watching it. i suppose but they're like get a pre-made tent and i'm like they don't Wait, tell you where or yeah i mean the pre-made tent i just you, you lost me with that yeah me too it was that was like step one i was like cool where do i get that i don't know it was they're they like, didn't from start our off website with a winner. for 1999 we'll yeah, yeah not holding not holding out for that one no i mean no i was All gonna right. say maybe i'll watch them if i'm bored but the thing is about these really short shows it's like I, I don't know this is just sort of a side note which i know we don't have a lot of time for but like well, we got they, all the time in the world they have these you know different shorts and shows but not like the short well even so these things are coming out that are super short to watch it's kind of you don't just I don't sit and put that on for lunchtime or like whatever because it's so short that you have to keep clicking it. So it's mm -hmm. not just something relaxing to put on, I guess I'll say. It's like you have to be sitting and choosing to watch that and choosing to watch it again. You know, it's like you're actively flipping through and exploring versus just like lounging and relaxing and watching. Sure. But some of the shorts work. And so you have the Pixar Spark shorts, most of which had come out before disney plus launched but there are well i shouldn't say there are there was one i hadn't seen before which i think had come out previously and then there's one that is an original as far as disney plus goes mm -hmm. and that is float mm -hmm. what do you think about float i thought it was good um i thought it was you know it's like definitely a good message and i guess I don't know. I like the overall message. I love the animation as always and mm -hmm. kind of what they did with it. I didn't think it was like the most wasn't as surprising. Deep. Oh, it was utterly predictable. Yeah. I could tell within the first 30 seconds. Oh, this kid's flying and he pulls him back inside. It's going to be about celebrating this unique talent he has by the end of it. Right. Which is like a great message. He shouldn't be stifling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, like I think it I did, you know, a lot of parents of kids with special needs could really identify uh -huh. with this that big struggle uh, you know of you know different growth growing that you have to go through you know we don't have that experience but from what i have gleaned from family and friends you know it's like that's just a hard thing to i don't want to say come to terms with but just learn how to celebrate and accept and right. stuff like that so yeah learn how to look at, at differences in a positive light and see them for the strengths that they are rather than some sort of like i don't say disability but some sort of some sort of thing that is somehow like makes you inferior or should be in this case stifled and like controlled like you should be made normal yeah when really no we should be looking at each unique person and celebrating what makes them unique yeah so, so the message the is great message is awesome but yeah the the yeah overall it's good yeah it was fine I, I i like that they're doing these pixar shorts i love pixar shorts it's a great kind of playground sandbox for the animators to hone their skills and you know all these great like pixar artists start by doing these shorts so the more that we're getting to to see and the fact that they're on the service i'm Happy. Yeah. All about it. Speaking of shorts, 
Pixar that, shorts. I think that brings us to Forky asks a question. Mm-hmm. Which, when Toy Story Four came out, I think we had mixed feelings about Forky. Well, in our review, we talked about how we weren't that excited for Forky, but it was a pleasant surprise in the movie that he wasn't as like the movie was about rescuing him, but it wasn't this like dominant yeah part of the plot. He didn't come and, in like as the you know star main of the show, character. yeah. And he wasn't as annoying as we thought he would be. Yeah. All that stuff. And he right. was actually funny. Because right. Tony Hale was funny, you know. <laughs> so the fact that they got him to do this is great. Yeah. And so these are also very funny. And it's just, I mean, and it's forky in small doses, which I think is all I really want. Yeah. Um, But the time that they have with forky and these ridiculous interviews, you know, he gets deep in some points which is really funny because you know he's a fork uh-huh. um but yeah and i love that w- what they do with the animation so yeah we we enjoy the forky shorts yeah and they're bringing in toy story favorite characters and getting them to interact with forky so it's a very rewarding show to quote our friend mario it's the best thing on disney plus right now i don't know if i'd agree with that statement but... no 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 i'm saying that's I, 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 sorry, I phrased that as if I'm agreeing with him. He's saying that, and it is a great show. Yes. It was, it is not my favorite show on Disney Plus. But definitely enjoyable. I keep saying enjoyable. It's all very enjoyable, isn't it? I'll tell you about enjoyable. It's delightful. How about delightful as well is the Christmas movie that came out with Disney Plus, which is Noel. Oh my Garland. Oh my Garland. <laughs> How cute of a movie is it? Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I don't think I have the sweet spot for tacky Christmas movies like a lot of people do. Like you. Which and, is weird. And my sister who we watched like... it with. I don't get me wrong, I like Christmas movies, but I just they don't I don't know how to word it. It was good. I liked it. I said something Yeah, you said something suspects. So let's hear it. I think it's up there with the Santa Claus. Not quite that caliber. I mean, because, you know, Tim Allen is a Santa Claus. He just did so great with it. And it was, that's an amazing movie. Anna Kendrick is amazing as Noelle. She she sells the character so well. She's so lovable. And I have mixed feelings about Anna Kendrick. I like her. I like her sometimes. Sometimes she annoys me. But in this, I really, really like her. And I just think that they did a great job with the. You know, the sights and the sounds and the, the different characters that are in it. Mm-hmm. Although we did say that, um, what are their names? I'm blanking. I don't know you what you're referring to. You know, the actors that we to. said that Oh, are... uh, Bill Hader and Billy Eichner. Yeah. Yes. Criminally underused. Right. Like Bill Hader, I don't know. He had his moments, I guess, but it, he wasn't like his comic self. Yeah. But Billy Eichner... We just want to see they, him. They run just played him screaming. totally straight, and I wanted yeah. him like freaking out. Yeah. So he had a couple moments, but for the most part, I'm like, oh, you you wasted a golden opportunity to just have him. Maybe they didn't want him stealing the show. Maybe not because he could have. Yeah, or maybe so, like, they did have some scenes and they they got cut or something. So yeah, Noel, the, the character Noel, loved it. Anna Kendrick, Anna Kendrick sold it. The movie at large, it was pretty good. 
Yeah, I would definitely I, be watching that. I would least. have no problem watching it every Christmas. I How's will watch that? it at least two times more this Christmas. See, that's great. Just saying. Yeah, well. In her fashion My sister's family, sense, they've watched it, what, three times already? Yeah. But Noelle's fashion is just great. And her little, you know, one-liners are very good. Yeah, so. her yogurt pants. I don't remember that. <laughs> the <laughs> girl says, oh, like, I like your yoga pants. Oh, yeah, yeah. My yogurt pants. And there's a funny scene where, like, she comes out as, like, a mall worker, Santa's helper, and she's mm-hmm. wearing, like, a ridiculous outfit. And someone's like, how is this different from your normal clothes? And she's, like, super offended <laughs> by it. But I don't know. It's just good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's funny. It's cute. It's a good holiday movie. Yeah. Yep. I have no qualms with it. Well, aside from the qualms that I brought up. <laughs> yeah. And... Yeah, and Pinecone. There's so many good characters. It's just great. Yeah. Okay. Definitely definitely worth watching. Like I said, I, I would watch it every year. I get, it can get put into our Christmas rep- repertoire of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, um, Christmas Story, Elf, Santa Claus. Did you say Home Alone yet? Home Alone. Knew I was forgetting something. The most important one. Very Murray Christmas and right. Noel. <laughs> Yeah. I think those are like the ones that... I think it beats out last year's, the one with... Ooh, I would watch that again, though. That Kurt Russell, Santa one. Yeah, this one's definitely... No, this, definitely is, this is better than that. Yes, you're absolutely right. And I did like that one. Maybe I do like cheesy Christmas movies. Right. You know what? It was, a, it was a really good movie. I think part of my reaction to it is tainted by the fact that it was rudely... The ending, the climax of the movie was ruined... When our four-year-old and his three-year-old cousin decided to dump an entire bag of cat food in the cat litter. Yeah. <laughs> so we had to deal with that. And uh, Right? It was like the uh, last 15 minutes of the movie. And it was like... Right. Well, I just like... I sat upstairs with my other niece. And <laughs> just finished yeah, it. That's why like, you liked it. Yeah. I got to see the whole thing. I missed, I missed out. I mean, you know what happened. But anyway. Okay. So I think that's everything on our list except... The Mandalorian. All right. The first ever Star Wars live action television show. Should have had a drum roll leading up to it or like a sound effect. I'll, I'll insert put it, here. I'll put in some background music of uh, John Williams score. Although the score for this one not done by John Williams and still very good. Different, but good. Mm-hmm. Well, let's start with your thoughts on The Mandalorian. Okay. Sure, we can start with my thoughts. I am the lesser of a fan. I'm still a Star Wars fan. I'm just not a super fan. And I thought it was... So you didn't know what a Mandalorian was before going into this? Correct. I didn't even know it was a thing until you just said it. <laughs> like, that it was a pre-existing... Wait, but you watched two episodes. Well, Did you I'm not saying, realize that I it was a thing? it was a pre-existing thing until just now. Do you know what I'm trying to say? You're saying you thought they just made it up for the show? Yeah. Okay. I thought no, the there's show. like a whole Star Wars expanded universe of all sorts. Yeah, of, I don't know any And I, I only dabble in that. I don't know hardly anything regarding... I mean, and if you don't know... Now you know. 
but it's pretty easy to pick up on. It's like, okay, they yeah. are bounty hunters, best of their kind. Got sure, it. but did you get like the stuff like with his armor? Something. That's part of what makes them what they are is they have their people have this armor that basically reflects blaster shots. And so I think it's really cool what they're doing with like the world breed world building. They're not spoon feeding us. And this is the armor that stops the blaster shots. And this is the history of the Mandalorian. And you know, it's all game of Thrones esque, but in the sense that like with game of Thrones, you, it, you had to watch for a while before you really started picking up on a lot of like the politics and the history of the people and stuff like that, because there were no, you know, long monologues where it's like explaining it to us. Really? There were a lot of long monologues, but it was paying attention. But it was Shakespearean. But yeah, not we have you. I have digressed into talking about Game of Thrones. That was not my intent. I just mean that the world building, I think, is going to be a huge part of this show that I'm really looking forward to. It only kind of gets started because they only give us half an hour. Right. That's my complaint. I want more. A lot more. So even for a person that doesn't know all these things, it's like they do it in a way that you don't have to know everything going into this. Yeah. It's like you can figure it out if you're like, you know, using a little bit of logic. Yeah. And if you don't like anything about the Star Wars universe, you probably won't like it. Probably not. But if you even remotely like it or you're intrigued by it, you'll probably at least enjoy it. Might not be your favorite show in the world. Yeah. Like, like, did you like it? It's kind of a Western, which I heard that going into it, you know? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, they're they're in the outskirts of the galaxy, and he's kind of a Lone Ranger type guy. Right. And he's a bounty hunter and kind of going and doing his stuff, and he's got these side characters that he interacts with, and it has a lot of the Star Wars charm and humor and quirkiness. All those things yeah. that you said. So, I don't... I I wonder, like, what a, um, like, Star Wars original fan... Like, I'm thinking, like, people like my dad, who they he does not like what Disney has done with Star Wars. Which is crazy. Which I think is crazy, because, I mean, I, I really enjoy this most recent trilogy. So, that's just me, but I do think they do... Does, wait, does he like the first three? Loves it. One, two, and three. Sorry. Oh wait, wait, wait. Well, the George the... Lucas atrocity. I don't know. Okay. If he does or not, because that'd be weird to me if he liked those but not the Disney. Right. Two I'm not sure. Slash His four that we had. But okay. I do think they pay homage to like that original Star Wars animation. It's like, of course, technology has come so far. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, but it's like they do kind of have like some of like the jerkiness of the animatronics or the CGI. They make it look like animatronics and stuff like that. Well, and yeah, just we, kind well, of we had to look it... it up, but spoiler, Baby Yoda was a puppet. Geez, spoiler. I said, no, we're <laughs> spoilers. We're, we've already warned the people. That but was... that was a puppet, not CGI, yes. which is incredible. So, yeah, I think they're, I don't know, there's some things that some, uh, I don't know, character about it that's yeah. 
some charm. It definitely has old school Star Wars charm, which I love. And I think that just stems from Jean Favreau growing up, watching those and getting to take the helm of something and wanting to, like you said, pay homage to it. Yeah. I guess that scene with the Jawas where he's going to get his stuff back is straight out of a Super Nintendo game. Really? Yeah. Like a Star Wars game? Yeah, but with Luke Skywalker, not with huh. a bounty hunter. That's fun. So, but very cool. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's what, eight episodes and they're a half an hour each. So it feels like I'm getting four episodes. So that's my one big complaint. It's yeah, like, and it's sometimes epic episodes... in scope. The cinematography is phenomenal. And it's over after 30 minutes. Yeah, sometimes it feels a little crammed in or rushed, yeah. some stuff. It's like it should be out. fleshed out more. For sure. Yeah, like that montage of them working oh, right. together working to repair the, the ship. ship. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, all right, now we've got our 80s montage and they're working they, together. They have some something like that in some of the originals, right? Do they? I feel like they do. Uh, yeah, there's like Luke training and... Yeah. Right, right, right. But I'm saying... There's a lot they could have stretched out. So. Right. Lots of cool cameos. Nick Nolte. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's so bizarre that that's Nick Nolte. To which Rachel said, <laughs> who's Nick Nolte? I feel like it's the guy that he meets in the booth. No. I, oh, you don't know who Nick Nolte is. Right. In general. Yeah. Um, Nick Nolte in The Mandalorian was the guy who helps him rebuild his ship. Oh. And trains him to ride that beast. Oh, I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But cool. Anyways. So we did it. All of the Disney Plus originals that came out day one. Yes. We will not make it a habit of doing it. We're, uh, we're not becoming a Disney Plus podcast, although not opposed if something like really you know noteworthy well we'll still review the movies that come out really needs our opinion our take on it when they do new original movies we'll review those um we'll probably review some of the original shows like i'm really looking forward to some of the marvel stuff coming out um but who knows we'll probably do another episode like this where it's like we get a whole new batch of shows let's do a review or we'll do little quick reviews 15, 20 minutes, like, here's what we think about, you know, the the Marvel What If series or what have you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that is our original reviews. Let's talk briefly, Rachel, about what we've experienced regarding just the other content, the wealth of other content that's out there on Disney+. Plus. You been watching anything? What have I been watching besides... I mean, we just watched Inside Out tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I mean, just the fact that you can just yeah. hit play. And yeah, we were going to watch something else. And our son was just like, that, that, that's what I want to watch. Right. We ended okay. up watching you the know. whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, it started off with, wow, can't we just watch this other thing? Nope, that's what I want to watch. And we're like, next thing you know, we're sucked in. Bing Bong's dying. We're crying. and <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so just everything at your fingertips. I mean, our first official... Um, Disney Plus watch was Little Einstein's. So nice to see that we back on, on the, the docket. On our favorite rocket ship. Yeah, throwback to yeah, two-year-old two year child. Yeah. That's so really funny that's that he picked that. Watch. 
Um, he did, Tom and Michelle from Hyperion Adventures podcast will appreciate this. He did see Phineas and Ferb icon on there yesterday and said, I want to watch that. And I was just messing with it, trying to get it set up on a different TV in our house. And so I was not about to turn on anything, but I was like, yeah, we can, we can arrange that. Yeah. So, so it's definitely on the it's list. Been, it's been hyped up to us. Yeah. Um, I haven't gotten to check out. Oh, I've been watching Muppets. Some Muppets oh, stuff. Oh, I keep, yeah, I keep forgetting. Hashtag yeah. save the Muppets. Yeah. Save yeah. the Muppets. Um, so that's exciting that we get to have Muppets Christmas Carol, which is also on our Christmas every year list. It is. You're right. That's um, another one. Oh, so so good. So we're so thankful that we get to have that at our. And I'm like gift. a Christmas Carol aficionado. Yeah. So I just. And Muppets does it the best. <laughs> Somehow Muppets do it the best. Yeah, but um, so I was watching like they have like little short interviews, like like little interactions with kids, mm-hmm. and um. Yeah, I've been. Wa- there was one night where I just stayed up late watching different Muppets things, so that's very that's enjoyable. Hopefully, a lot of people will get on board with this, and they will keep releasing Muppet material. Yeah, well, they're going to have that Muppets variety show, right? One of the Muppet shows got canceled; the other one's still on deck. I don't remember okay. which one's coming and which one got canceled. Sorry, we're an awesome, not super knowledgeable podcast here. Yep. You can Google it. We need a fact checker. <laughs> yep. Um, and then something I'm looking forward to watching, and I know that a lot of people, a lot of my friends have been getting into, of course, the DCOMs, Disney Channel original movies. Oh. Um, so I definitely need to check out Brink and, uh, Johnny Tsunami. I'm not sure if Johnny's... rollerblading one? Yeah. (laughs) It's awesome. Um, and I'm not sure if Johnny Tsunami's on there or not, but that was my other favorite. Oh my gosh. So... I'll definitely be looking for those. Uh-huh. Nice. I haven't had enough time, I think, to really delve into the catalog, but I have really been enjoying the 2017 DuckTales Woo! remake. Yes. Reboot, I should call it. So good. It's like it's a humor that is totally adult friendly i can get it my kid likes watching it but he's just the adventure the excitement and i'm like oh this is actually like a really well done show so is it comparable to the new mickey shorts um what do you it depends by what you mean by comparable comparable as in as good as the new mickey shorts yes comparable in the sense of like the zany uh humor no okay it, the, it's very similar to the original DuckTales humor. It's, there's just, I don't know, I guess more going on each episode. I feel like Huey, Dewey, and Louie have like more distinct personalities and they're definitely modern, like modern kids mm-hmm. with their devices Tech. and their attitudes and just really clever. Cool. I know I need to get up to date with that one but you guys always watch it without me so it's kind of been our show yeah i've really been liking it so that's about it i mean i kind of dabble here and there where i'm like "Ooh, i wanna i just go exploring and see what's out there and i'll maybe start something like watch the opening scene of return of the jedi and yeah here we go Mm -hmm. but then i don't end up watching it so there will be a little bit of decision fatigue Ah. with 
I know. So many choices. What are you going to do? Disney Plus, which happens with Netflix where you go to sit down and watch it and you spend an hour trying to figure out what to watch instead of just picking something and watching it. Maybe that's why they have the short things because you're like, well, I can just watch this because it's five minutes. Yeah. You know, while in interim of your decision and you can just keep clicking on these short little ones because they're non-committal. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I figured you out, Disney Plus. <laughs> Keep me clicking on things. And yet somehow Mandalorian's still too short. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah. All right. As far as critiques go, I think we've just seen some things on like the actual app that we oh, would we've like. We've seen some things. We've seen some things that we would like addressed. Um, yeah. One thing is that we've noticed is it doesn't just when you... Watch a show or an episode and then go to watch the episode again at a later... I'm sorry. Go to watch the show again at a later time. It doesn't play the next episode. So ridiculous. I read that that feature is coming, but how that's not a launch day feature is beyond me. Like when you hit play... What we're saying is when you hit play on a show on Netflix, Hulu, any of those, it will take you to the next episode in the series, assuming you finished the previous one. And it's smart enough to know that if you're in the credits, you're skipping ahead to the next show. Yeah. Disney Plus, no, it starts season one, episode one all over again. Yeah. Crazy. Like it'll pick, like if you're in the credits, it'll pick you up in the credits, but. Yes. So it picks up where you left off, but you don't always. So it needs a, and, and it also needs a resume slash start over option. Yeah. Which somebody posted a screenshot on Twitter. I saw this that had it. And I forget what device they were on, PlayStation 4 or something like that, but I'm guessing that they're going to start rolling out these features and some devices get it earlier than others. I don't think on any of our devices the app has updated yet. So, But I did notice uh, before we sat down to record this podcast, we hopped on the web browser version of it and already I had seen some new features that weren't there before, such as like when you hover over Disney, you see the castle with fireworks and hover over Marvel, you get the Marvel... Yeah. You know, whatever cinema roll thing that they do at the beginning of movies, which our app doesn't do that. So that was cool. I'm into it. Yeah. Um, I will say this, you know, day one, lots of issues initially. I woke up to go to work and, you know, was on Disney Plus at six in the morning or whatever it was. And um, things things worked fine on, on all of our devices. But by the time I got to work, you know, when everybody else had woken up and was trying to get on, couldn't get on my phone, couldn't get on my computer. You had luck here at the house. I think you were able to watch stuff, but lots of people reported not being able to access and we're getting crazy error messages. I got one error message that basically said it's not available in this region as if I weren't in the United States. But I will say this, by, I don't know, 5 p.m., I think most of the issues had been resolved those connection issues. And so they came on Twitter and said that it was basically because they didn't expect the volume that they got. And it seems like they, they worked through it pretty quickly, which I'm impressed. I mean, I've played a lot of video games and stuff on launch day and it's just good luck. Mm. They they typically do not go smoothly. So Uh, HBO had issues when game of Thrones final season came out. At least we had issues and I know other people did. Anyway, these issues are expected, so I applaud Disney. I think they did a pretty commendable job at, at getting those fixed. Um, that being said, we are con- still having issues on our Fire 4K Fire Stick, 
And it could be we're trying to use a 4K Fire Stick on a non-4K TV. And for whatever reason, it will play for like 10 seconds and then the sound will or the sound will cut out. It'll play for like 10 seconds and then just stop. And so I Googled and apparently other people have this issue and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So you'll notice that sometimes mm. it works, sometimes it doesn't. So, you know, my point with that is, yeah, that's unique to us and maybe a few other people that I've seen on Reddit and what have you, but, but they need to get those ironed out. It's not like the Amazon Fire Stick is a some rare device that only a handful of people are using. Lots of people are. So, um, I think that's it for like technical issues. So pretty minor. I ran a Twitter poll and asked, this was, this was, I don't know, eight o'clock at night launch day and just said, for those of you who are having issues this morning, how many of you are still having issues? And it was like 5% were and 95% weren't. Oh, pretty so, good. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Because I got, I got a list. Oh boy. No, I, you know, I think the only other little quirks and I'm, I'm really just hoping they add these, the time not being on episodes. Yeah. Sometimes we can find it and sometimes we can't. Well, if all the episodes are the same length, it'll say like, oh, 34 minute episodes or whatever. But But on the actual episode. No, on the description of the show. But then when you go down to the actual episode, it doesn't tell you the time at all. It also won't tell you, like, Netflix has that, like, bar that goes across that says, this is how much time you have left. None of that. Mm-hmm. So that's super annoying. I want to know how long a show is before I start it. Um, yeah. And there were a few titles that we want to see yet. Like, we looked for, like, a re- not, we looked for uh, 80s, 90s Mickey Mouse Club. Oh, yeah, with that's Britney some, Spears and Justin yeah. Timberlake and... Uh, Christina Aguilera, right? Or no, is she on Kids Incorporated? No, wait, that's Fergie. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking of uh, La La Land. Emma Stone? No, the guy. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Ryan Gosling. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I Ryan Gosling. Oh, yeah. The Goss is on there. No, I know. But how'd you forget his name? I, you know, it's late. Anyways, it is late. Um, but yeah, I was hoping to the find that. The only season they have of Mickey Mouse, oh, I don't want to say season. And I think it's only like, yeah, it's. It's it's the just Back the original the, cast, yeah. And I'm not even sure how many episodes of it they have. Or season, so, I think it's just one season. Our theory is that they will add those over time, kind of drip feed us the... Yeah. Oh, here's another Mickey... Oh, you've been waiting for Mickey Mouse Club with Britney Spears? And we're like, yes, we have been waiting for it, <laughs> you know? Because they do, they, they, they do need to have a plan for sustaining this and they can't just give us everything at once i was looking for the aladdin animated series right couldn't find it and i'm just like well hopefully they add it at some point Mm -hmm. i don't see why they wouldn't they've got the x-men original animated series on there that's another one that i started watched the first 10 minutes of nice it's pretty sweet oh yeah yeah i know right (laughs) i didn't even know i knew that song um so I don't know if you found this, Rachel, but one other problem that I've seen is that some episodes are out of order. I haven't noticed that. Um, some people have tweeted about this. I saw it with DuckTales. Uh, the pilot episode is episode four Weird. on the app. Huh. And I didn't even realize it until I forget what prompted me. I think it was somebody else saying that some other show is out of order. And I went and looked and I was like, oh. That looks like they just skipped the pilot and went straight into episode two. Nope. The last episode we watched was the pilot episode, but it was episode four. 
So I'm like, yeah, that's, that's weird and like, doesn't make sense. A little buggy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because it's not like, you know, with um, the the Star Wars Clone Wars, they are showing you the air date, but as far as like chronological order of the show goes, they're out of order. But that makes sense because they're showing them in which they aired. This does not make sense because it's out of order plot chronology-wise and air date-wise. So who knows? You're right. could be just some sort of glitch. But that's you know, sort of stuff that's like, come on. Somebody should be fact-checking this. Um, and then I know you pointed this out, Rachel. This is my last gripe. And then we'll stop complaining because we do love Disney+. Plus. That's why we started with the – we love it. It yeah. just it's it's new and they need to improve it. Is when you go to type in something, the alphabet is in a single line. Oh yeah. What why? on earth were they thinking that if I want to go from B to Y for buy, I have to scroll through the whole alphabet? Maybe you can loop around backwards, but either way, it's like what the heck? Yeah, maybe give me it's a, better on different remotes. Give me a grid. Or, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Whose idea that was? That made zero sense. It looks cool. And I'm sure that's what it was. I'm just like, oh, look how... Streamline or whatever. Oh, yeah. It just fits on the screen real nice there. Yeah. That that blocky grid that they have on every other program is just really gaudy. Uh, It's functional. Yeah. So. So we'll see. Yeah. I'm going to keep paying for it. I mean, we paid for it for three years. But even if I hadn't, I'd keep subscribing. The content is vast and good. And I can't wait to dive into some of the stuff that's coming ahead and stuff that we haven't dipped into yet. So any final thoughts there, Rachel, as far as the future of Disney Plus and what you're looking forward to? Nothing. I'm just looking forward to getting through all these, all the content. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned Mickey Mouse Club. You would like to see that added. I have big dreams. Yeah. There's stuff I haven't even, I mean, I want to see if like making the roads to racers is on there. It's on there. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to watch a couple episodes of that. I want to watch all the old um, Star Wars, like Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars Resistance, like all the Star Wars cartoons that I've never watched because I never have cable. I get to watch now. Yeah. Pretty juiced about that with, you know, all the time that I have to actually watch television. Right. Uh, and the Marvel stuff. So they haven't done any original Marvel content. I would not call Marvel Hero Project, quote unquote, Marvel. Right. No. Um, but some of the shows that they're doing, like... Um, the What If? Well, yeah, there's the What If that's going to be animated. That'll be like a series. Agent That'll be cool. Carter. Or is that already out? That's out. I don't think it's on Disney Plus. Uh, worth looking into. I don't. Yeah, there's that, and I don't think Shield is on there as well, which kind of surprises me. But no, I meant the stuff they haven't released yet. So there's the WandaVision, which is going to tie in with the second Doctor Strange movie. Um, there's going to be like the. Um, there's going to be a Hawkeye movie, which I don't know if it's a Disney Plus exclusive or not, but there's a lot of of Marvel stuff that's just coming, coming soon coming to a Disney soon. Plus near you. Yep. So we Can't have wait. a lot of we have a lot of work to do yet, but so far we're definitely enjoying the service and I know everyone I talk to has 
similar feelings. Oh, yeah. Nothing but... Do we know if... I was going to say nothing but good stuff, even though we just spent 10 minutes complaining. Yeah. Um, The Frozen Holiday Adventure, Christmas Adventure. Happy Merry... Holly Jolly. Is that on there? Because I want to watch that. I, I think I looked it up. Oh, Lost Frozen Adventure. There it is. Yeah. So, 22 minutes long. It says right there. Great. So, yeah, guess I'll be doing oh, that. So great. Guess I'll be watching that soon. Yeah. Oh, that's another holiday. And you got the Grinch. So, I'm original. saying. No, no, no. I Sorry. I didn't connect you with my train of thought. Other Christmas movies slash shows that we need to watch on an annual basis. Olaf's Frozen Adventure should be one of those. Yes. So I'm saying there's other shows like uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. So it's not all movies. But this isn't on Disney+. Plus. No, no. I'm just, <laughs> it's a completely different thought. Christmas specials. Sorry. This needs to be one of them. Indeed. Put it on your list because it's on there. Oh, yeah. On Let's, Disney add Plus. Let's add it. Oh, add to list right now. Boom. Right there. Done. Done. Oh, and here's the other thing. Last thing I'm going to say Disney Plus stuff. They've got like all the extras, like tons of DVD extras and all that sort of stuff. Um, I just read today that there's going to be deleted scenes from Endgame that are on Disney Plus, like never seen before. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm all about, like, just give us all that extra cool stuff. So, kudos, Disney Plus, excellent job. We will certainly be subscribers for a long time to come. And we look forward, right? And we look forward to kind of discussing future offerings as well with you guys. In the meantime, I'm curious what you all think. What, What do you like? What maybe didn't impress you? What surprised you? Like, High School Musical for me. And do you agree with our ratings? Are we on the same page? Definitely want to hear from you guys. So you can always reach out to us. Social media, I think, is the easiest, fastest way to connect with us. And we love connecting with people on social media. Um, I run our Twitter account at P-O-O-W podcast. And on Instagram, that will be part of our world podcast. Uh, Facebook, we are part of our world podcast as well. And we do have a voicemail, which got used around the time of our one-year anniversary episode. Yes. But we're desperately seeking callers. And we'll play your voicemail on our episode. This is why people don't call in. Yeah, they're like, please don't. Yeah. Um, but call us, 614-392-8147. Yeah. Look Hannah forward. said she was going to call. I think, Ooh. I forget what she said she was going to say, but nice. we'll see. And we do we do encourage prank calls. Yeah. Right? Bring it on. At some point, if we get flooded with them, I'm sure we'll say, stop, please. But anyway, that was a lot of fun, Rachel. I have simultaneously been really looking forward to recording this episode with you because I really like talking about this stuff, but also wanting to avoid it because I just want to be sitting on our couch watching Disney Plus right now. Yeah. I wish we could do both simultaneously. But let's go do that now. Let's go watch something. And you guys go watch something on Disney Plus And let's connect. Connect. <laughs> let's connect. <laughs> Thanks for listening and being a part of our world. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready?
Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.